Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. We're doing good and getting better, and so grateful for that. You know, there's an enemy that will fight you. But my father has already won the battle. Amen. Amen. Many times people lose the battle because they quit fighting. And so you've got to keep fighting. Amen. I have, uh, I'll be honest with you, I've had some unusual situations that's not like me, you know, and uh, I'm not dying, thank God, and uh, I'm excited about continuing on, and your prayers and your uh, comments and the help that you've given just so many people have uh, been praying for you, Pastor, been praying for you. We appreciate that. I've been in this in a long time, and I have known that when you sit in some seats, you have a target on you. And there's an enemy that has a target, a spiritual target uh, on me. And it's so frustrated. (laughs) won a few little rounds, but here we are. God is good. Amen. Amen. I would tell you what the doctors uh, told me about it. I can do that. They said, we don't know. We don't know. Okay. Gotcha. Heavenly Father. (laughs) He knows. And so we're grateful. We're grateful for people that are here. Uh, Sometimes it gets uncomfortable with people, you know, if they feel like maybe the pastor is sick. I've had times before. And some people just up and left the church, you know. And you're like, wait a minute, this is when I need you. (laughs) You know, you got to get that the other direction, you know. But, you know, people say, well, I just can't stand to see you not your full self and all of these things, will just come, encourage me, take me to lunch, and we'll talk about Scripture. Amen. We'll pray even at, at Malone's. Yeah, we'll play over, pray over there. We always pray the first time, and we, by the time we get finished with their steak, we're, we're already praising the Lord. So that's good. God dropped something in me a couple days ago. I've never heard uh, what he has said. And um, he said, every day utterance. He said, there is a everyday utterance. There is a relationship with him 
that man may amen the voice of God and the word of God. But the result, well, let me say this, the sickness, the path of it, and the, the problems with it, I, and I, I don't know about you, but if I'm going to a doctor and I'm not feeling well, the last thing I want to hear is I don't know. All right. If, if you know, we can, we can work on it. Right. And it can get very frustrating. Uh, but we know, and I've, sometimes it takes me a little time to remember the battles of the past. We fought this before. We have fought this before. And I say we, because I need you fighting as well. Right? So you call my name. And I'll call yours when you tell me you need that. I'll call your name to, uh, to God. And so he said everyday utterance. There is a position of utterance. Now, what does, the, what does the Bible say about utterance uh, for our daily lives? And so we look and we see, of course, we come to church. Uh, this is a church that has utterances, prophecies, all of these things, sermons, even sermons can bring uh, utterances. Uh, again, may confirm something that is in your life or in your body right now, or even something uh, that has already been healed. And I want to encourage you, you know, to, to give that testimony. Don't give us the 10-year history. But, you know, because there's a lot of folks and, and we want people to have an opportunity to praise God publicly when God pushes it through. Amen. And so I want you to know that God is moving. I want you to know that the enemy is not happy and he is not patient. I don't care what the devil thinks because I know that God has, is moving. We come to church for utterances, prophecies, sermons, exhortation, but we also need to carry those utterances outside the church. You know, we're bold in the house of God, in Pentecostal power, prophetic words, you know, all of these things. But then we get out there and we think, well, I don't want to confuse these people. Or if I tell them that, that we had a, a miracle, then they're going to think we're, we're uh, crazy or something, or that we're just off in left field somewhere. We should not be ashamed with the provisions that God has left on earth. From the time that Jesus has left, God has given us provision and we can pray for miracles and we can call upon the name of the Lord when things begin to get dark in your home or when the relationship in your house begins to get very uh, tight and you don't know what's going on. Oh, we just, you know, routinely sometimes say, well, why don't you just pray? Well, what, why don't you, you ever had somebody say, you know, you need to pray about that. And you want it to say, 
what do you think I'm doing? <laughs> right? Right? But I am fighting. There's been a tangible with the uh, being licensed, well, as an apostle. I was uh, grateful. And so we come into the house of God and we come here, I come expecting and I know you do. And so we want to give you what God has for you and let God move even on a Wednesday night you know an hour one hour service man sometimes that infilling just just is enough to get on through the storm amen and so we understand that that we are saved we've asked Jesus into our heart and God has brought us into his kingdom uh, there's a scripture in Acts chapter 9, verse 27, says, uh, but Barnabas uh, took him, anybody know who the him is? Paul, absolutely. So Barnabas took Paul and brought him to the apostles. And he declared to them how that he, Paul, had seen the Lord on the road. And that the Lord had spoken to him. And also, they talked about how that he went to Damascus. And how that he preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Now, Paul was a religious... Uh, is about as religious as you could get. Paul was not celebrating the Messiah because he was not taught that the Messiah was going to come to, to be here for a season in his life. They were looking for him coming now. That when he comes, he comes now. But God's agenda is seldom our own agenda. And we need to be leaning toward his agenda. We've all been praying for things and thought, when is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? All of these things. But what do we do? We keep on asking. We keep on preaching. We keep on doing what we know to do. Paul had an experience. He met. You talk about meeting God. He had a meeting with God. And it changed even who he was. His whole name had to be changed. It's not a big name, but it's a whole different uh, comprehension of that because he was against everything that he is now for after he got freed from the religion and would not accept it. And then now he is, he's going and preaching in the temples, all the temples around and so that's the local church for them at that time. And so uh, he was boldly, it said that there in uh, Acts 9.27 that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Can I say whether you're, you're 12 or 20 or 50 or 60 or 100, if you're a preacher, <laughs> if you're a preacher, preach it. If you're a preacher, preach boldly. 
preach boldly, that we are able to know, we know what God is able to do. And he preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. And that's a good point right there, isn't it? Amen. Because in this walk, uh, you know, we're not lifting up ourselves. We are not, uh, you know, all that anyway, believe me. But I'll tell you this, but God has a plan for us. It's a plan for each and every one of us. He has a plan for this church that is bigger than we really could imagine. We have a plan for this church that is so big that there's been some people that just left the church and said, well, it's been too long for the promise. You know, we're, we're, we're giving up on it. We're going to go somewhere else. I'm tired of hearing about that vision. Sometimes people do that. And, and you know what? You might be in a position to do that. I'm not. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I can't make that move. I knew when he brought me from Danville, Kentucky. I knew that he brought me to this town. And when I was leaving that church, they said, are you sure this is what you're supposed to do? I said, yes, I am sure. And it was obvious. He took it out of my spirit. And then we came here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's nice. Thank you, Mike. Or Matt, sorry. Uh, the Lord, he had seen the, the Lord on the road and had spoken to him and how boldly he preached at Damascus. And so boldly here, when you uh, get the definition, is to be frank in utterance and to be bold. And so we've been talking about that. Paul's experience with Jesus really changed him in such a way, and I want you to know it will change your life. I don't know how many people have seen Jesus. I don't know how many people have seen God come into a situation and be seen. And it's a beautiful thing, but as far as I know, it's kind of a rare thing. It's not something that, that just happens all the time. It wouldn't be a miracle if it happened all the time, you know. And these encounters that God will bring to us in his timing. When I need revelation, when I need direction, I go to God. I pray to him. God, tell me what I need to do next. Tell me the route for this house next. And what he does is he begins to tell me because I'm asking for him. I am not the big boss guy. This, I do not own Franklin Avenue, Church of the Living God. I don't own one inch of it. Amen. But God brought me here and he brought me here for a time like this. Amen. And I'm telling you, if we can get again the people to arise again, and dare to believe that if God ever said it, if God ever said it, it has to come to pass. It has to come to pass. It may not be in your timing. It might not be in the way that you thought it would. But I'm telling you right now, God is our leader. God is our leader. I, I was, you know, uh, several months ago last year, I was ordained as an apostle. 
and Gary Clowers had come down. We were very connected for many, many years. And I told Gary, I said, Gary, is this the right thing? Is this the right thing for me? And he said, Pastor, Pastor Tom, he said, you, this is exactly what you need to do right now. He said, this is what God is doing. I said, well, well, well why would I call myself an apostle? And he said, you're not. He is. He said, you're an apostle. And we're grateful for that. For us today, we can walk in boldness, in intentionality. There's few things in the kingdom that you're going to excel in just wishing for it. Okay, you're going to have to get some, some knee pads. You're going to have to walk the, the driveway. I've got a driveway. I can walk a little bit. You know, it's not as big as some of y'all out there in the country. <laughs> and I don't mow as much as some of y'all in the country either, but it's all good. And I get in that driveway. You've heard me say it so many times. And the stars in the sky. Now, somebody's here that hasn't heard this. So you just chill. And I say, Lord, Lord. You that made this, this billion stars I'm looking at, you that made this, I need to talk to you. And I begin to lay out, God, I've got this situation that I need, revelation on this thing. Amen. Just like as we believe that when you work through the physical options, and it still has not been addressed, or it still has not been broken through, then it's not a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. And I don't know why, but several prophets over the years have said that the devil hates me. I, I, Sherry said, he absolutely hates me. <laughs> you know what? There is a move. Yeah, Mark, Mark knows. Done this a long time all around the world. There is a move that is going to come. And it's not going to be about who is this and who is that. But the miracles are going to return. And you've got to call on God for it. You call on God for it. You call on God for it. I'm calling on God. And when you're praying, if you want to say, hey, I'm in agreement with Pastor Hall, that'll link us up good there. And you'll get some of the tension. Mm -hmm. But that's all right. I don't have to carry all of it, do I? <laughs> Brother and sister, God is good, and God is with us. The enemy, it seems the devil just is introducing so many ways to distract us from uttering about Jesus. That's about talking about Jesus. Proverbs 18, uh, 21 says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so we need to utilize that tool. I think a lot of people maybe know that verse, but are you implementing that verse? 
Are you walking in that verse? I, sometimes I don't come out and say, I believe God has, has got this big, 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 big thing for this big, 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 big time because I don't want people to think that I think I'm somebody. I am somebody, I reckon. Right. Lawton Hall's boy. <laughs> Everybody's somebody, right? Amen. And I'm grateful. My life is a life of miracles. It really is. And not only here, but around the world. God is still God. Amen. He is still pouring out miracles. If you don't want yours, he'll find somebody that'll take it. Amen. But if you'll look up and say, God, if this is you, take me through the storm. Amen. Take me through the storm. Jesus stopped at the, a late kind of time and said, are you sure this is it? You know. And now if I miss that on something, tell me about it and we'll fix it. There was a woman that had many husbands and they used her and abused her. But when Jesus came, he didn't just save her. He gave her a whole new world, a whole new beginning. Everybody in this planet needs a new beginning sometime in their life. Amen. And so God dropped this in my spirit, everyday utterance, that we are no longer from this house waiting to go from revival to revival. It is time for us to go day by day with utterance it's been prophesied, and we've got to walk it out. And we're going to embrace it and walk it out. Well, will the devil fight me? If he's not been fighting you, you may want to pray very closely around the altar here. Because if, if, if the devil don't have your name, then you're not a threat. And it's not my life's goal to be fighting the devil, but he... He started it, Mike. He started it. He did. He started it. That's right. He started it. And we are going to finish it. But we're going to have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Amen. Spiritual warfare is needing to be taught so much, but very few really know any, very much about it. I love the Lord, and I know that He loves me. I'm grateful He's gone beyond anything I could have asked Him to do. 
our experiences with Jesus should embolden us and should be the content of that boldness. Life, Proverbs 18.21, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Be careful when you load up that weapon. It can shake heaven and hell. And it can destroy those who mishandle. Because God alone is God, Jehovah. So the enemy on these days are introducing, seems like more ways than ever before, to distract us. To distract us from uttering about Jesus. If you're not uttering about Jesus, don't waste your time uttering about anyone else. Amen. The devil will give you a lot of things to talk about. There's a new show on TV, and I got to watch that. I mean, it's starting to get pitiful. Amen. Read this book, read this Bible. Look up at the stars at night. I'll let you do that. Won't charge you anything unless you start parking in my driveway. <laughs> but God is alive and God is real. I want you to know that he is much stronger than the devil and his kingdom. They know that their time is short and they've got to do what they're going to do as quickly as they can. And they're still not going to stop churches like Church of the Living God. And many, many, many others around this, this country. Amen. And we are grateful for that. No, it may not be easy. No, you may not understand why that this season has come. But don't go to the devil for problems with the devil. Go to God. Go to God. God, you are my source. You are my power. You are my intellect. You are that one that has, you're the one that spoke into my life. As a boy, just a boy, just a boy that he's spoken to my life. And we've been around the world. I've been on five continents. Some people say, well, I get tired of hearing that. Well, it's all right. You didn't go. It don't matter. But I'm telling you, he said, wasn't there something that he said about that? Go ye unto all the world. You know how many churches actually do that? Very few. We're not called for that. And that's why Gary Clower said, you're apostolic. It's a kingdom position. Yeah. Uh, and I'm grateful for that. Coy Barker was the first person that told me about an apostle. He said, remember... Shoney's, yeah. That's how long this has been. <laughs> I sent Mike to pick up Brother Barker at the airport and bring him to Shoney's. And so he came in and, and dispatched him. And we began to speak and talk and all these things. And then he left. And then Brother Barker looked at me. He put his elbows on the table. It's kind of small. 
And he looked at me and he said, what are you doing here? I said, what? He said, what are you doing here? I said, Brother Barker, I, 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 I sent my associate to get you and bring you for revival. And I wanted to feed you before you come in and preach tonight. He said, no, 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 no. He said, what is a young apostle doing in a town like this? And I looked him in the eyes and I said, Brother Barker, that's highly debatable among the churches these days. Are there still uh, Yes, apostles. Are there still apostles? And he said, there, there's, he said, I'm going to give you a book. And he gave me a book. Who was the author of that? John Eckhart wrote a book on moving in the apostolic. And he said, you read that book, and when you finish reading that book, I want you to call me. And you tell me whether or not you're an apostle. Reading that book was like reading my own biography. It was to the T. Most of y'all weren't here at that time. But it was, it was early, in the early days of my time here. An apostle is one who was sent. That's not all that deep to contemplate. But it is one who is sent. Mark Miller, his wife, they're sent. They're apostolic. And I think there's people that can be apostolic and not necessarily be an apostle. Although I do believe you are. <laughs> and we're getting this set because we're getting ready to take down the last weapons of the enemy. I mean, it ain't going to be pretty, but it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> I want you to stand with me. See, she just got a chance to sit down, and I want her to stand up. <laughs> That's one of the perks of being a pastor. You tell me, hey, sit down. No. I want to tell you this, 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 this is a great house. All the generations that's in America are in this church. And there's few churches in that situation. I love people. And it's brought some pain. But I love the Father more. I love his son, my brother. And I've made a deal with him. I'm not saying deal, thing, you know, money. No money. I've just told him, if you'll, as long as you keep me going, as long as you heal my body, as long as the devils lose it, As long 
that you smiled upon us. By the time I got here, I was sure that it was the move God made for me and my family. I'd been at Danville for five and a half years, running numbers that were higher than they've had for decades. But God lifted that those years ago. And we're here. It's been a few people over the years say, you reckon you're going to just stay till you die? I said, no, I'm not going to stay till I die, but I'm going to stay until God tells me to leave. And he ain't told me yet. And I just tell you a really high level secret. I don't think he's going to ask me to leave after all these years. Amen. <laughs> We're not just here to preach, not just to, to sing, not just to worship. We're here to do the work of the kingdom of God. And that's a very apostolic thing, isn't it? Yeah. Heavenly Father, I praise you. I thank you. Yes, I thank you through the valleys and those high heels. But you have never let me down. And you have forgiven me even more than I needed because you are a gracious God. Because God so loved the world. Some churches, I think, they believe that they just got to make people feel the hateful, you know, and anger and, and just be punished for their sins. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't punish them. He said, let them come to me. Let them come to me. Let them come. Yeah, but that person's been married three times. Let them come to Jesus. Amen. Thank you, baby. Thank you. We got a lot of young children and they got good lungs. We love them. So we're praying for this house. God, I ask you for a revival like we've never seen before. I ask you. I ask you to make sure the last little devils, I've seen a few of them, that they scamper away as well. I said, don't you, aren't you afraid of, of devils, demons? No. No, I'm not. I don't go looking for them. I'm not foolish with it. But I can't help when somebody comes to me and their, their eyes are rolled in the back of their head and they're, they're, there's spittle down the face and there's, they're, they're just not hardly human because of what the enemy has done. He promised them everything and tore them to pieces. Amen. There's very few churches that deal with this stuff. We've got to help these people. We have got to help these people to break those chains, to break those bondages. We're not those that say, 
it's too far gone. Oh no. If it was too far gone, Lazarus wouldn't come out of that grave. Amen. So I want you to open your, your mouth. You're probably a little bit strong in voice than I am right now, but I want you to pray. And we do pray openly. Got your hands up. You're praying for this house. You're praying for the purpose of this house. You're praying for this pastor. You're praying for this city. That God will have the harvest that he has ordained out of Winchester, Kentucky. That he will have that harvest. Hallelujah. That when he comes, he's going to find the fields have been harvested with the souls that have been dying. Drugs in this town infuriates me because there's so much of it in the open. It's bound to be hidden by people on purpose. And I'm praying that God will reveal them. I don't care who they are and where they are. Amen. I don't. I don't care. It is, this, is, this is beyond. No, devil, you cannot have Winchester, Kentucky. You cannot have our children. You cannot have our schools. You cannot. Now, it may seem... That, that we're not doing much but talking right now. But when we sowed the seed in that word, that's what we're doing. We're putting seed in those fields. We're seeding that so that we're going to reap a harvest of that. Amen. You can tell that I'm stronger than I've been in a while. You all know that. Can you tell that? Can you tell that? Amen. Praise to the Lord. Praise to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. And if he wants to show off some more, we'll do it some more. Amen. God, I have come here by your commission. And I have been so blessed. I have so many friends here, as well as church members. You have raised us up to the Native American reservations around this country. We need to do that again. You've sent us around the, the world and we never ask for it. It's not that I just want to run around the world. <laughs> Have you ever sat on an airplane for 18 hours? 18 hours in air. You will never want to go overseas again. But when you come out of that conference, and you see those young adults 
with their Bibles in their hands and asking really good questions and, and all of these things that happen along that way. You know, there's a price to be paid with it, and that's okay. I just want to go where he said to go. I want to be an obedient servant. I believe with all of my heart that I, was, that I will pastor this church until I pass or until I put the hands on the next pastor. I believe that. So we're going to sail on. We're going to move on. We're going to pray more. We're going to seek him more. Mercy, I'm feeling good today. Thank you for listening today to the Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.